I have one question for you. Are you ready to do your fertility journey differently? Hey there, I'm Bella Hilton, and this is the Studio Fertility Podcast, where each week I bring you real, actionable tips and strategies to help you get your mind from chaos to calm and your body from resistant to receiving. So if you want to feel better now and improve your fertility, let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome to the Studio Fertility Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Hilton, and today I wanted to talk to you about how to stay on track when you're trying to feel better, but also still on the fertility journey. Or maybe even you're deciding to move past it, that's okay too, but how do you stay on track when you're trying to feel better? Because I'm curious, have you hit rock bottom already? Or are you trying to feel better and just don't know where to start? Or even how to feel better, right? Because, you know, we don't always know how to do this. Have you tried to feel better for a while and then felt like you've gone backwards the minute that you see a pregnancy announcement or get your period again, right? Because I don't know if you were anything like me, but infertility started to do a real number on me. I was obsessively charting and checking my body a million times a day and just going around the twist trying all the things to try and get pregnant to to solve this mystery, right? I felt gaslighted by my own body, by sex ed class, where they told me it was all so easy, right? And the hole in my heart was huge, and the frustration and the anger and the sadness started to become kind of part of who I was. It was my every day. And when we start to try and feel better, despite what is going on in our lives, it can feel a little up and down, two steps forward, you know, three steps back, that kind of thing. Have you ever felt that, you know, you vow to start feeling better, but it's just not seeming to work. It's not sticking. You start to implement some tools you've learned from a podcast, wink, wink, and you might start to feel a bit better and say, oh yeah, this stuff works. And then bam, pregnancy announcement, bam, our period, bam, failed cycle, right? And then you lose all motivation and enthusiasm for wanting to feel better at all. It's not that you don't want to feel better. It's just too hard because when you're in the pit of despair, it can be, can be very much like that you're, you know, kind of drowning and trying to do anything to push to get yourself out of it, you know, this massive hole. And it's a massive effort, right? It's a massive commitment that just might not, you you might not have the emotional stamina to deal with. Because first and foremost though, right, I am a human being. I hope you know that. (laughs) And I want you to know I have been in some serious deep holes of depression in my life, quite apart just from infertility. And I can happily tell you that I am not a depressed or depressive person anymore. It's not part of who I am. And I vowed to become happy, not just before I got pregnant, but because I didn't even know if I was going to have a baby, right? After eight years of trying. And in fact, in the moment that I decided to heal, my life was a mess. And I had way less going for me than I ever had at any stage of my life. But I was armed with my psychology background and a few basic principles. Now, one of those was that like attracts like. See, we tend to want to be around people, right, that we either 
are like, like we have things in common, or that we want to be like, right? Our celebrity girl crushes, whether that's Beyonce or Brene Brown, right? Or even mentors or people that you look up to in your life. I mean, do you have that couple maybe that you know that you are like, hashtag couple goals, like those kind of people are the people that we want to be like because they inspire us. They inspire us to be better, do better. Makes sense, right? So if like attracts like and like energy attracts like energy, I kind of looked at my life and saw a massive hole in attracting good things into my life at all. And that was me. The energy I gave out though most wouldn't have known how depressed or miserable I was on a daily basis because I didn't really give it away. I wasn't like going, hi, I'm depressed, (laughs) you know. Um, But the energy I was giving out was one of misery and desperation, right? So I looked at my life and I said, if this is what I have created feeling like this, what can I create with a different energy, a different vibe, a different outlook, Let's see if this shit works, right? At that stage, I was so rock bottom. It was almost like a science experiment. Let's see what happens. Can't get any worse. Because so far, my like attracts like energy had been doing a good job with attracting, you know, a crap life, right? And I also knew that no one, right, was responsible for my happiness except me. Not what I thought being in a relationship would give me or having a baby would give me or having the picket fence would give me. And even though I had known that intellectually, right, I'd known all of this intellectually and nodded along when reading it and learning that, I don't think until this moment I had really fully embodied that and got it into my body, like not just that intellectual knowing because there is a massive difference between getting something intellectually and getting something energetically and see we're often chasing down things the car the dream job the dream man the baby the life the money that we think will make us happy but none of those things can really make us happy at that fundamental level that we need to make that change sure a horrible job or a horrible horrible people or you know a hard infertility journey can influence us to have bad moments but moments aren't designed to last anyway so if like energy attracted like energy and things outside of me weren't going to make me happy how was I going to shift when I hadn't been able to shift before and that came down to my compelling reason why I wanted to feel better. See, when we just try a bunch of things to feel better, sometimes it works for some people and it doesn't for others. And it's usually because they're attached to a compelling reason why. And they might not even be consciously aware that they are, but something inside them is compelled to change despite everything else going on around them. See, when we have a compelling enough reason why, you know, why we want to change, then we'll make the changes necessary despite what is going on around us. See, sometimes I have clients who change so lightning fast that it almost seems impossible that they can make a transformation like that so quickly and that it will stick. And some make much more gradual changes and neither is right or wrong, right? It's just those people who feel better so quickly 
are the ones who have that compelling reason why they want to do things differently. They take what I teach them and not only implement it, but they start to tell me other things that they're doing for themselves and they start to make it their own. And sometimes they tell me how they've been helping other people with the same stuff and sharing it, right? And it comes back to that compelling reason why. So if you're struggling to feel better about yourself, about your journey, if you're struggling to surrender or give yourself self-care or feel positive about anything, then work out your compelling reason why you want to feel better, why you want to do things differently. Now, when I was at rock bottom, I knew that. To work out your compelling reason why, you want to work out the cost of staying the same. And the pros to changing, right? If we don't work that out in our brain, then we aren't going to get anywhere. Really associate into that pain of staying the same because that pain is a compelling motivator. But you also want to see where you're going and what you're missing out on because you're staying the same. And then you decide whether that is good enough for you. Living in misery became no longer good enough for me. And I realized that if like energy attracted like energy and this was my life, then I needed to create a new energy. So I looked at myself and I realized, would I want to hang out with me? Would I look up to me? The answer was a pretty emphatic no. I was a role model to nobody, including myself. And so I set about to change that. I set about the, to the process of actually starting to like myself, to be gentle with myself, to know that I was still human, but to find my smile in living again. I stopped chasing everything that I thought would give me happiness and found it within by asking myself better questions. By looking at that, at people that I did look up to and modeling that. And I was bound to my compelling reason why, which is kind of a weird reason why, but it's I refused to believe in that moment that my life wasn't worth something if I didn't have children. That there were many women in history who we adore, who didn't have husbands or children, who led interesting and passionate and fascinating lives. Some entertained us, some inspired us, some left a legacy. And if my life wasn't to to include children, how could I still make something of who I was and, and the rest of my life? You know, and some are dead now and some are still living of these inspiring heroes. And so instead of surrounding myself with misery and all the reasons why I could think not to like myself... I surrounded myself with the role models that I wanted to emulate. I started changing my focus to qualities, values, thoughts, and beliefs that I wanted to feel and think and stand for. Because when you are attached to your reason why you want to feel better even before you conceive, then you will change despite what's going on around you. Then if you have a bad day, You only have a bad day and pregnancy announcements and your period and so many other things don't have the same power of you anymore to derail you. In fact, you start to learn from them. Where am I not free? Because your reason is bigger 
than those things. So if you want to stop feeling derailed, then work out your compelling reason why you want to get better now, why you want to start to feel better. And come and hang out with me on Instagram or check out my free resources on my website so you can start surrounding yourself with a positive way forward. Start immersing yourself in that and get off those forums and things that are keeping you stuck and unhappy. And I'll see you next week, my lovelies. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Studio Fertility Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you can make sure you know when the next episode drops. And you can find other episodes right now at studiofertility.com slash podcast. And of course, if you know of anyone else that would benefit from this podcast, make sure you share it with them and pay it forward. We are all in this together. Make sure too that you give us a five-star rating to help others find this podcast. And let me know how this podcast has benefited you by leaving your review so I can continue to deliver more great content that I know you want and need. And if you're starting to find that your infertility journey is getting the best of you, please head over to my website at studiofertility.com slash meditation and you can get instant access to a week of learning all about meditation, hypnosis and visualization, how to use each one and how they benefit you and of course some actual tracks to start to calm your nervous system. Each day you will receive a short video and an awesome meditation, hypnosis or visualization that you can do in your own time. And of course, access to those tracks for whenever you need them. Just head to studiofertility.com slash meditation to find out more. And I'll see you next time on the podcast.